I don't know why you keep bringing this thing up with Giannis. The guy had a 50 ball in game six to close out a finals. So... NBA Strayer, how are you going? Here you going? It is NBA Strayer. It is Wednesday, February 9th, hump day. And I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet booze money. I am here in Larry Armour Studios, chilling, not ill, and giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. Tell you what, it's all going on. Trades. Trades. So many trades. We had CJ and Nola. The Kings really kingsing it up. Anyway, they've got the skills comp announced. Josh Giddy's up in it. Love that. And, of course, the three-point competition. They were announced as well. And Patty Thrills! Woo! First Aussie ever in the three-point comp non-fuckwit division. Looking at you, Kyrie. Anyway, crazy day as well. It's Bloodbath Wednesday. Smashings everywhere. In literally all of today's games, apart from one, absolute crazy vibes. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in the NBA Australia Game Wraps. That means a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. There's some great, fun, trade-based yeah, nahs. There's the unpopular opinion of the day, and there's our back takeouts, where we're serving up a flame girl take. Giannis versus AD, question mark. Uh, there's Australian Player Watch. We've got a great moment in NBA Australia Stat History, because it is Wednesday. And we'll preview and pick all the games for tomorrow before finishing off with a Greenies Green Thumb. Love a good Greenies Green Thumb. Righto. Big day. Let's get into it. Episode 754 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, you better. I mean, if you're anybody on that uh, Nets team, Shaq was going after him today. That was fun. Uh, and so he should have. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily... Whip around. That's right. Let's start with the trades. Trade season. Some nice ones here today as well. Like these are just the uh, nuts and bolts of a good trade deadline. We have just got some weird ones where you're like, ah, didn't expect him to go there. Even if the names you expected to move are actually moving, it's nice when it actually happens. So let's start there. Portland, New Orleans. That's right. CJ McCollum is off to New Orleans as we sort of talked about the last couple of days. Uh, he's joined by Tony Snell and sneakily awesome, I think, if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, Larry Nance Jr. That's some uh, nice Zion insurance, isn't it? Just saying. In return, the Portland Trailblazers get Josh fucking hot. Uh, Thomas Sadoransky, Sato, Nikki Alexander-Walker, which is not a bad pickup as well. Diddy Lazada. Love that old NBL Diddy. And uh, a 2022 first-round pick, which is an interesting one because this conveys to the Blazers if it lands between 5 and 14. If it goes 1 through 4, the Pelicans keep it. 15 through 30, the Pelicans keep it. Let's uh, talk about rolling the uh, rolling the dice there. If it doesn't convey, it still becomes a future first-rounder, but we don't have the details on that. And two future second-rounders. Interesting haul. Like, getting a first for CJ, you're happy with that. But Hart, look. Love that. Love getting Nikki. Um, but it's one of those weird ones where you look at it and go, that's kind of a win-win, even if Portland probably could have gotten more for him last year. But either way. And the other big one. Uh, we're going to talk about both of these in the uh, year now as well. Don't worry about that. Sacramento really kangs this one up. Their trade with the Indiana Pacers. Indy get Tyrese Halliburton. What? Hang on. What? Wait, they traded Tyrese Halliburton? This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. I know. You've got De'Aaron Fox. You've got Davion Mitchell. Tyrese Halliburton's the best one. <laughs> so Tyrese Halliburton goes to India along with Buddy Hield and Tristan Thompson. Watch out, the ladies of Indiana. Oy. <laughs> In meantime, Sacramento receive 
The Souvlaki King, Damatis Sabonis. Love it. Jazzy Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second rounder. That's right. India's sending out a pick with Damatis Sabonis. <laughs> Look, if this sounds fucky, it's because it is. And it turns out Sacramento, in classic Kang's fashion, never really told anybody else that Halliburton was even remotely available. And it's already come out basically that everybody's like, oh, come the fuck on. Like 29, well, 28 other GMs would have been all over it had they have known that Sacramento would have actually parted with Halliburton. That's cool. That's fine. It's one of those interesting sort of aspects of a deal too where you say that and you're like, well, what other team would have been able to offer Sacramento in return for Halliburton a good young player like the Suvlaki King? My point might have been fucking Philly. <laughs> like, does this this sort of just smacks of like Daryl Morey going, I actually never wanted to make a deal with Sacramento. I really just have a giant boner for James Harden, so fuck it. Uh, but either way, look, Sacramento, for all the sort of uh, hand-wringing and crying and, oh, I can't believe they fucked it, they still do get Demarcus Sabonis out of this. Of course, in classic Kings fashion, they traded out, like, you know, their best young player, <laughs> their best shooter, and uh, it's not like they, you know, really needed a center, but here we are. So two big ones. That was awesome. And we do have some other trade chatter, so let's fang through that. Bucks, Celtics have been talking about a Dante Di Vincenzo. And Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo. Swap. Uh, we know that the Celtics need to get under that luxury tax. Uh, turns out the Bucks are also keen on Miles Turner. That sort of popped off later today. Uh, that's an interesting idea. I'm not entirely convinced uh, how they get Miles Turner, but sure. It's nice to want Miles Turner, isn't it? <laughs> like the Bucks have, like, not a giant war chest of uh, first rounders after landing Drew Holiday from the Pelicans, but. Whatever. We can all dream. The Nets are apparently looking to move Joe Harris, a.k.a. he's out for the season. We need to move this contract and just do something. Uh, Because if we don't, even if we send him to OKC just for a uh, second rounder in return or something, uh, we're paying a fuck ton in luxury tax for a bloke who's not helping us right now. Jeez. Uh, The Blazers are looking at Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, after their big moves today. It would at least give him a bit of a, uh, you know... Bit of a chance to be the number one guy until Dane comes back. But also, I wouldn't want Jeremy fucking Jeremiah Grant anywhere near my young core if I was the Blazers. Fuck that noise. Uh, the Lakers. This is like the one of the best ones I've heard. Uh, they're interested in T-Rouse. Terrence Ross over there in Orlando. That's right. He is still in Orlando. One of the forgotten men of the NBA. Terrence Ross can light it up has been stuck in Orlando purgatory for like the last couple of years, just sort of balling out here and there. And you can just sort of see him just go, oh, God, this sucks. Just like progressively more and more and more throughout the last couple of years. Uh, he'd be so good for the Lakers. It's ridiculous. And the other news, the big one, uh, in terms of trade chatter that really puts a uh, dampener on some of the movements in the East, and especially for Washington, Brad Beal is out for the rest of the season seemingly and is uh, looking to get wrist surgery on the torn scaphulinate, scaphulinate? <laughs> Good one, Jimmy. Uh, ligament in his wrist, in his left wrist, tough scenes. Uh, so he obviously goes into this offseason where he can opt out of his contract for next year and sign an extension with the Wiz if he wants to, or he can sign an extension with the Wiz that would basically make it up to a five-year, 240 mil deal, or he can sign a new one somewhere else. Um don't know what's going to happen there because this really, really... Look, this always seems to happen with Brad Beal as well. It's a bit sus. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm a bit hurt. It's a trade deadline, eh? Yeah, no, nah, I'm a bit, bit sore, man. Oh, I might have to get surgery. Please don't trade me. Please don't trade me. I don't want to move house. <laughs> uh, the big one for the Aussies, though. Three-point comp contestants were announced. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. Desmond Boone. Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat. Fred Van Vliet of the fight and Van Vliet. CJ McCollum. Be a Pelly can, not a Pelly can't, CJ. The Duckman, Luke Kennard, Trey Young, and the first Aussie ever in the three-point comp non-NBA Kanye fuckwit division. Patty fucking thrills Mills. Woo! Let's go, Patty. I am a little bit excited. There is, like, I already... I've made the case that the three-point comp is way more fucking entertaining than the dunk comp 
at the moment because you do have like pretty fucking big names as evidenced here versus the dunk up because everyone's a fucking coward. Uh, this is great. I'll be watching the shit out of it. I might live stream it. This is going to be awesome. Can't bloody wait. Uh, they also announced the skills comp, which is a weird one. So the skills comp is broken into three teams. You've got the Untapped Composer, you've got the Cavs, and you've got the Rookies, which is actually kind of like a cool mix-up from years past where they had where we've had Smalls versus Talls, which is funny, a bit weird, a bit fucky, and like always kind of led to like some sort of weird shit, but this is kind of fun. So now you got Jared Allen, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, and Evan Mobley oh, for the Cavs. You got the Unza de Kumpos. You got Giannis, the Narciss, and Alex. And then you got the Rooks, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Giddy Up. I love that. Let's go. So you got Giddy involved in the skills comp, where he's going to smash it because he's wildly skilled. The rookies are going to smash them, aren't they? Like, Scotty Barnes, Kay Cunningham, and Giddy, that is unreal. Alan Garland Mobley's pretty good too, but anyway. There is also, you know, two-time MVP Giannis on the other team. But still, uh, give me some Giddies. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then the NBA also announced the NBA 75, the 15 greatest coaches in NBA history today, which is pretty interesting. You got Red Auerbach, Chuck Daly, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Lenny Wilkins, Larry Brown, <laughs> Red Holzman, uh, Casey Jones, Don Nelson, Jack Ramsey, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, Doc Rivers, question mark, Jerry Sloan, and Eric Spolstra, which I appreciated. No George Carl. Uh, pretty interesting. No John Kundler. Uh... Pretty interesting vibes, basically, on some of these picks. I also don't tend to give a fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like if the NBA say these are the 15 best, like there was Alex Hunnam, uh, Hannum, right? He was like the coach, uh, basically, who coached the absolute shit out of what, the St. Louis Hawks, the Sixers, and um, was like going hammer and tongs against those incredible Red Auerbach uh, Celtics teams in the 50s and 60s, obviously. So he sort of takes over the Hawks and goes up against what? All those Bill's, Bill Russell's teams, uh, Bill Russell teams, and is just like coaching, 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 Sixers coach. It's pretty gnarly. Like the dude was a pretty good coach and isn't on there, but I don't know. George Carl, look, that's a tough one. A lot of wins. Dan Tony, a lot of wins. But here you go. Look, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape. Uh, the latest on Ben Simmons, still no movement uh, for, you know, Harden, etc. There is just a lot of rumors floating around. It's like the Tobias Harris package is still out there. Uh, the latest talk was maybe moving Simmons to a different team, uh, maybe in the offseason. And then basically it's Philly going, no, nah, we can get the cap space. To just offer Harden, and he's going to take less money. And it's like, all right, good job, Philly. Good job. So, look, did a bit of a straw poll yesterday on uh, does it happen, Harden for Harden for Simmons, and everyone is a little bit like, eh, so it's probably, what about, 75%? Nah, probably not. Versus 25%, yeah, probably could. Uh, so a bit of a tricky one, I don't know. We've got another, what, day and a half? We'll see what happens going to be fascinating tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, right. Anyway, with all that in mind, let's do some bloody game raps. What it's all about. Game raps, 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 game raps. Absolute bloodbath Wednesday, as mentioned at the top. Apart from the first game today, Phoenix Philly, 115-109. The Suns on a back-to-back hold on against the Sixers in an absolute belter of a game. Watching this, um, the squid's like, Dad, what are we doing? I'm like, well, it just started raining, bud, so we're not going to go to the pool. And he's like, ah, that's all right. He's happy there making his uh, puzzles. Kid's like massively into puzzles, and he's like horrifyingly good at them. I'm like, Jesus, you might already be smarter than me, which admittedly is not fucking hard, but I didn't expect it by the age you were three. <laughs> anyway, uh, crazy game. This was awesome. Michael Bridges coming home and kicking the fuck out of the team that shit the bed and traded him away for no reason. I uh, love that. But anyway, idiot. Uh, but great game. Super tight in the first half. The Sixers got a big in that third quarter. Really rolling behind Embiid and Harris. And 
That 14-point lead they had in the third quarter was gone quick because this is what the Suns do. I talked about it yesterday. Nobody executes better than the Suns. And there's actually, flip side, there's probably no team that you feel less confident about than the Sixers with a fucking lead, right? They blow a lead like no other team in the NBA. And that's exactly what happened today. Uh, But this was really fun because it came down the stretch and beats big three with like, what, four and a half minutes left in this was massive. They ended up getting the lead back right there sort of towards the end. But the Suns were just hungrier and out-executed. The defense in clutch situations is incredible. Their shot-making in clutch situations has been incredible. Booker hits an and one with two and a half minutes left that was just fucking unreal. There's no other way around it. Like, it was absolutely amazing. And Philly, though, to their credit, kept fighting down the stretch. They had a chance with a miss... Embiid has the ball, 22 seconds left, passes it to Seth Curry. Oh, he's thrown it over the top of Seth Curry's head, out of bounds, down three, and they lose from there. That last play, oh, and then look, they play the foul game sort of down the stretch. They're still down like four or five or whatever it was, toward, right at the end, so down five. Uh, Ten seconds, they've got a, you know, their last timeout, it's like, all right, well, we've got to score really quickly. Embiid passes it to Tobias Harris, who fucks around, Pump fakes on a three and, like, trundles in the lane, sort of flips up a float. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, Tobias Harris? Like, the last 10 seconds are now gone. You have to catch that ball, shoot a fucking three. You're down five, you idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? So dumb. And that's just classic sixes in, like, late-game situations. And Phoenix are the opposite. So Embiid was awesome. He had 34 Shot 13 and 25. He had 34, 12, and 3 with three steals. Harris was all right until that last moment. 30 points. Still a couple of weird moments. 14, 6, and 4 for Tyrus Maxey. He did shoot 5 of 16 and 0 of 4 from downtown. And Seth Curry was a bit horrible too. 1 of 9, including 1 of 6 from downtown. Yeesh! Five fouls. One, was it one steal? One turnover. Brutal scenes. Cork Maz goes 1 of 4. Danny Green goes 1 of 4. And if the Sixers are role-playing three-point shooters in Curry, Cork, Maz, and Green aren't hitting literally any fucking shots, then, yeah, pack her up, boys. The fact that the Sixers got and stayed this close is just a testament to Embiid and Harris uh, keeping him in there. The Suns, they only went 6-26 from three as well, right? But a lot of that is to do with that Sixers D making their looks a bit harder than they ought to be usually, and also the Suns are on a back-to-back. Booker, though, didn't matter to him. 35 points. He went 3 of 8 from 3. Everybody else has mentioned. So what's that? 3 of 18 between the rest of them. Jesus. CP3 goes 16 points, 12 assists. He was good. 23 for Michael Bridges. Unreal game. It's one of those horrifying things. Every time you watch Michael Bridges and just realize the Sixers just could have kept that fucking draft pick. And, uh, well, here we are now. (laughs) Cam Johnson went 1 of 8. That was brutal. But JaVale McGee goes 15 and 12. Huge, 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 huge win for the Suns on a back-to-back. They're now 44 and 10. Uh, the Sixers dropped to 32 and 22. But the Suns are 22 and 3 when it comes to clutch games this season. In the clutch, Chris Ball shooting over 57%. And Devin Booker is shooting almost 68%. That is unreal. Obviously. <laughs> Atlanta! They held on and beat Indy 133-112. And when I say held on, I mean they kicked the fuck out of them. They they won by 21. Uh, <laughs> this was just rough for the Pacers. Trade deadline always throws up these weird games. And we got a bunch of them today with 10 games. Um, like a team that's just gutted themselves to trade for like folks. And they don't have those new players yet. Like it was pretty funny. Like I love it. You don't feel sad because like, oh, wow, this is a funky weird lineup. And that's what happened. With the Pacers, they had to start Torrey Craig, Goga, Chris Duarte, Kiefer Sykes, and Lance Lance make advance. That's two former NBL players, a rookie, a bloke who's in China like last year, and a Georgian big man who's in his second year and looks like he smells like goulash. So, And, of course, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed. They were down 18 after one, down 26 and a half. Pack her up, boys. Uh, the Hawks hit a shit ton of shots, never let up, and smashed them. Lance Lance make advance at 24, 9, and 8. That's a great game. Good job, Lance. I love him. Duarte has 25. Uh, Brissett, he's been awesome. 15 and 6 for him, but nothing else there. John Collins, it's a tall cocktail. Backed up Trey Young's 34 and 11 with 20 and 3 himself. Huerta had 12, 4 and 4. Kongu had 14, too. 
Atlanta Cruiser, this one. India now 19 and 37. Oh, yeah, we better just better just fucking tank, eh, bro? <laughs> For like the first time ever. And the Hawks, 26-23. Feeling good, feeling great if you're the Hawks. A um, couple of rough losses on the weekend, but good steady in the ship today. Talk about setting the ship. Boston absolutely rolling, and they did so by kicking the absolute shit out of the Brooklyn Nets today. 126-91. This one started off 28-2. Oh, that's a spicy meatball. The worst part was they were still down 26 at half. <laughs> well, the good news is we've played into a draw. The bad news is... We started 26 points down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was just... The second half was garbage time. So, nice run for the Celtics reserves. The net starters combined for 21 points. No Harden, no Kyrie, no KD. Patty Mills is held. And, uh, yeah, the Nets stink. Uh, Carter had 21 points. Bloodsport had 17. Cam Thomas, whatever, they had seven. They were horrible. The Celtics, Jalen Brown was really good. 22, 9, and 7. Barely missed a shot. Marcus Smack at 22. Tatum at 19-5-4. Time Lord with uh, 12-11-3 blocks. And the Celtics shot 55%. And 32 assists. That's how you do it. Brooklyn dropped to 29-25. and 25. They're in 8th. Yikes. 2-10 since KD went out. 12-15 and 15 at home. Uh, that's where Kyrie can't play because he's a fuckhead. And uh, there you go. Boston, 31-25. and 25. Feeling good. Feeling great. The Clippers got killed. Oh, jeez. So he got straight killed. Everybody got killed today by Memphis. Memphis, 135-109 over the Clippers. Uh, Siri, show me a smashing. Okay, here's a smashing. Uh, from the get-go, the Grizz came out on fire. They had 38 in the first quarter. No slacking off because Ja Morant is a monster. Uh, ran him off the floor in the third quarter. Got up 34 points. That was it. Pack her up, boys. The biggest thing from this, though, was that fuckhead. Mook Morris clotheslining Ja Morant going for a layup because Mook Morris... Marcus Morris is a complete fucking piece of shit. Like, he got kicked out, deservedly so, and if you ask me, he should be fucking suspended as well because that's just a prick of a fucking play by a shit bloke. So fuck him. Uh, Norm Powell is like, hey, I'm a clipper. Oh, God. He had 16. Reggie Jackson shot 12 points on 14 shots. He loved that. Isaiah Hartenstein, hello. At 19.7-4, though. And uh, the Clippers are getting used to the Robert Covington experience already. Four of ten from the floor. One of four from three. Hooray. <laughs> and the Grizz, they shot over 51%, even though they went nine and 26 from three. Ja Morant, 37 and five. Triple J, 26 and 11. Uh, 18, seven and four with three blocks of Brandon Clark. And even though Bane had a quiet one with two of nine from the floor, over five from three, Conkar and uh, Zaya Williams had a couple of threes. And the uh, Grizzlies just rolled. No hassles there. Clippers dropped to 27 and 29. Memphis, 38 and 18. New Orleans kicked the shit out of Houston. 110-97. Good old-fashioned shootout, this one. And uh, New Orleans, talk about, like, you know, gutted rosters. Didn't matter because they were still playing Houston. And also, like, their bench stepped up big time. Uh, like, Houston had KPJ on fire, right? Kevin Porter Jr., but it just wasn't enough because the Pels got heaps from their bench dudes. Like, Najee Marshall, uh, Jose Alvarado, and Trey Murphy, like, it really sort of gave them a nice balance. And I'll tell you what, I'm in on the pals. I think they're bloody good. We're going to talk about them later, but yeah, sign me up. Uh, KPJ ends up with 27. He goes 7 to 12 from downtown. 19 and 9 for what ScoMo's got for discriminating against LGBTQI kids. Christian Wood, you fucking lunatic. 5 of 15 shooting, though. Thanks for coming. Uh, Jalen Green, 12 shots for 12 points. Oh, boy. Uh Shangun's been good though. 11 and 9, and a couple of blocks for him, but Gary Bird goes 1 of 6, 2 of 8 for Josh Christopher. Not enough there for the Rockets, because Spindles goes for 26. Old Brandon Spindles Ingram. He's been unreal. 13, 8, and 3 for My Name is Jonas. 14, 7, and 3 for Jackson Hayes. Even though he's like been charged with a bunch of fucking pretty brutal offenses. Uh Devontae Graham uh at 9 points, 8 assists. He went 3 and 9 from 3. And this is like one of those things you're like, I really feel like he would have felt much better if you're the Pelicans in the CJ McCollum deal if you'd uh, put in Devontae Graham rather than Josh Hart. Because it feels like Devontae Graham's entire game this year has been like, I'm going to shoot threes and do fuck all else. I'll make a couple of passes here, whereas Hart does a lot of other things. Anyway, as mentioned, the bench, Najee goes for 14, Jose goes for 12, Trey Murphy 9, very handy. Big win for the Pals. They're threatening now. I love it. 
Houston dropped to 15 and 39. The Pals 22 and 32. Dallas, they kicked the shit out of Detroit. So he got straight killed. 116.86. Yeah, this is a smashing. Uh, the sort of smashing that Dallas needed to have as well. Up 35 in the fourth quarter. Finally, Lucas sat chasing that triple-double. He only had the uh, seven rebounds. Oh, no. No Cade for Detroit again. Four straight with his uh, hip pointer. And wow. Not great for Detroit. Killian Hayes, two assists, six points in his 21 minutes. You want to see a little bit of something-something from that first round, like the seventh overall pick from fucking last year. Oh, but he's still really young. Yeah, but is he any good? <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, dig up, stupid. Five of 16 for 15 points. The Pistons went five of 30 from three. Uh, 18 and five for Hamadou Diallo. He was Hamadou, not Hamadou. Beef Stew at 14 and 15. Oh, Kelly Olenek, though. He saved the day because he went... Three eleven. Ah, you love to see it. Also, Kelly Lunick looks like he ju- he could be like the bass player from Three Eleven, and no one would know. <laughs> the Mavs. Luca was awesome. Thirty three points on nine of eighteen shooting, five of nine threes. Also had eleven assists to go with these seven rebounds. Twenty one and four for Brunson. Reggie Bullock hitting threes. Sniper alert. It's about bloody time. Twelve points for him. Trey Burke had eighteen off the bench. He also went four of six from three. Uh, they went 18 to 46 from downtown as a team. So good win for Dallas. 32 and 23 now. Uh, three in the trot. Uh, Detroit, 12 and tw- 42. Mm, that's some good tanking. Denver absolutely handled the Knicks. 132, 115. Look, they were down 27, the Knicks, on a back to back. You'll pay it. They got back into it. Like They got it down to 15 at the end of the third quarter. It got back up to 20. They fought back again. It was like 14 points and nine minutes left. The Nuggets sort of settled in and played it out. And then, of course, in classic Tibbs fashion, Ice! Ice! Also, you all have to play all the time! Uh, RJ Barrett hurts his fucking ankle in the last minute of a back-to-back game with the Knicks down 17. Why is he even on the court, Tibbs? Jesus! Screams every Knicks fan. You live by the Tibbs, you die by the Tibbs, and... Everybody's going to probably die a little bit early from Tibbs because he's just run them into the fucking ground. Joakim Noah, Lou Oldang, Derek Rose. <laughs> Jimmy Butler hopefully escapes that. But anyway, uh, 28, 10, and 6 for uh, Julius Randle. Julius, not a bad game, but I mean, gave that sort of little kick towards the end that wasn't bad. But still, 21 and 7 for Evan Fournier. Don't Google me. 4 of 10 from downtown. RJ ends up with 18 on 19 shots before he goes out. Also went 4 of 6 from 3. Alec Burks for 14, but nothing else for the Knicks. Um, Joker had 21, 11, and 7. They went 16 and 39 from downtown to the Nugs and had 31 free throws to 12. Uh, that'll do it. 20 points for Will the Thrill Barton, 4 or 6 from 3. Air Gordon had a good game too. He went 3 or 5 from deep as well. 19, 8, and 4. Bones Highland, though. What a gun. 22. He's going to pop up later. Jamichael Green. Ja, Michael Green. 20 and 4 as well. The Knicks dropped to 24 and 31. They've lost 10 in the last 12, and the Nugs are 30 and 20 and 4. Miliwaukee! We'll do that last. Orlando! <laughs> Beat Portland 113-195. Another gutted team, but at least this time Portland had like a couple of the dudes that they traded for. Uh, from the Powell and Covington deal, they got like a. Well, they actually got to start newbie Justice Winslow, but they didn't have uh, Bledsoe or Keon Johnson out there yet. So they were starting Nurk, Anthony Penny Simons, Benny Thrift Shop, Macklemore, and uh, Ellaby, CJ Ellaby. So, look, just a bit gutted. And look, good win for the Magic. The Blazers came hard at him in the third. Magic smashed him in the fourth and ran away with it. Because the Blazers, look, they shot 35%. Nurk goes 4 of 16. He had 14 and 12. Anthony Penny Simons, 19, 5 and 5. So very little else, though, for this Blazers team. Oh, it's gotten so bad so quickly. Thrift Shop had 13. Winslow! At 12, 6, and 3, with two steals and two blocks and four turnovers. That's the Winslow experience. You love it. Uh, 19 of 38 from downtown for the Magic. Ice cold. Anthony had 23 points and nine assists. He was good. Wendell at 18, 8, and 5 with a couple of blocks. Mo Bumba. Mo Bumba. 13 and 9. Chumaro Kiki, 18 off the bench as well. Look, Magic, these are the sort of games I'll pull from their ass. Gary Harris goes 5 and 9, all from 3 for his 15. Uh, you'll take the win, whatever. 13 and 43 for Orlando now. Portland, 21 and 34. 
The tanks are firing up. Minnesota beat a gutted Sacramento. A lot of gutted teams today. I love it. 134-114. Thing is, with Sacramento, you barely notice because they're still starting like Harrison Barnes, Mo Harkless, Fox, Damian Mitchell, Damian Jones uh, stepped in because they didn't have bags. They didn't have Rashawn Holmes, a.k.a. we've got deals pending, bro. We're not going to play you today kind of vibes. Uh, Mini let him hang around the first half. Then Malik Beasley helped stomp him like he was one of Alvin Kamara's mates. And uh, they ran away with it in the third and fourth. Despite Ant-Man not being able to hit a fucking shot. Uh, for the Kings, look, Fox had 29-7-6. and six, A bit of a, this is my, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now kind of vibe. Yeah, I love a good De'Aaron Fox game. Where it's like, nah, I'm really good. You lost by 20, bro. Like, how good? <laughs> anyway, 18-6-5 for Damian Jones. 21 for Black Falcon, Harrison Barnes. And Davion Mitchell, eight points on... Oh, Davion, what are you doing, mate? Let's do it. Let's do it, Davion Mitchell. Chill. Woo! Yeah, 3 of 11 for Davion Mitchell. You love it. I mean, at least I love it, of course. So, uh, The Wolves, Carl anthony Towns has 25-9-3. I'm going to be in the three-point shooting contest, bro. I'm the best shooting big man of all time. Uh, D'Lo, 6 of 15 for his 14 points. Classic. D'Angelo, he's back. Fired up, 7 assists. Ant-Man, as mentioned, rough one. 2 of 12 today for 5 points. Yeesh. Malik Beasley, though, stepped up. He went 7 of 8 from downtown. It's the classic Malik Beasley game. Uh, 21 points there. Jordan McLaughlin was good too. 11 points, 11 assists. Sacramento now 20 and 36. Minnesota 29 and 25 and getting a little bit of momentum. And finally, Milwaukee handled the Lakers. 131-116. Punking in the first half by the Bucks. 78 to 56. That was just bullying them. It was crazy. Like, great uniform matchup BT-dubs as well. Like, you had the yellow of the Lakers. Classic. The Lakers gold. The Lakers yellow. And the Milwaukee green. It's beautiful. No fucking round with like, oh, we'll get the Lakers wearing blue. Fuck off. Uh, you had Patty C dunking. You had Middleton tearing up. And oh, yeah, Giannis just not missing. Just not missing. He had 23 points, six rebounds, and five assists and two blocks in the first half. He went eight of eight from the floor. Two or two from three. Unbelievable. And it only got worse for the Lakers. Uh, the third fight in Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world. Was knocking in threes. Up 27. They had 109 points through three quarters, did the Bucks, And they sort of just let the foot off the gas a little bit, up 24 going into the fourth. Giannis had 31 points on 12 shots. It was insane. Uh, but then 16-3 run from the Lakers out of nowhere. You've got Austin Reeves causing havoc. you got Malik Monk doing a little bit of something-something. Got it down to a 10-point game with five minutes left. They were down 30. Like, it was incredible. They'd shot 10-15 in the fourth quarter, but look... It all sort of just fell apart a little bit. Reeves missed a three. LeBron came back in. They're looking okay for a second. Uh, but Drew Holiday hits a big float of bucket. Giannis drives and hits a layup out of a timeout. And that basically sealed it from there. Um, just a couple of shitty turnovers by the Lakers late as well, where it's like, oh, they've got to stop. And then they just sort of lose the ball. And, oh, tough one. But Milwaukee, that was impressive as hell. Like, Milwaukee just scored 137 in back-to-back games on the road and then dropped 131 on the Lakers. In LA today. Unreal. LeBron had 27 and 8. He shot 11 of 19, 3 of 7 from 3. AD has 22, 9 and 4, and shot 8 of 10, and they lost. Rusty Westbrook. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists on. Oh, watch out, watch out! Yeah, that's right. Rusty went 3 of 11. Thanks for coming, Rusty. And I enjoyed the uh, post-game stuff where it's like, hey, hey, hey. He's like going over to console LeBron and AD for like the loss. And you can just see in their eyes, LeBron and AD are like, fuck off, idiot. We like dropped 49 points between us. You had 10 points on 11 shots. Fuck off. Jesus. Anyway, Malik Monk had 20. Stanley Johnson had 16 and 6. Like Reeves is handy. TH2 did little bits, but little bits, but not enough. And uh, the Bucks. Meanwhile, 15 of 36 from downtown. They shot over 54% from the floor. Giannis was spectacular. 44, 14, and 8. 17 of 20 from the floor. What a game. 21 for uh, Chris Kate Middleton. Bobby Portis, 23 and 7. He went 5 of 9 from downtown. Just broke, like, just put it beyond, like, the Lakers' scope in that third quarter. Just 3 after 3 after 3. 
15, 7, and 10 for Drew Holiday and Grace Mellon at 12. And Paddy Connaughton and Dante DiVincenzo both had eight. Pretty big points, too, actually. So, uh, big win. The Lakers dropped to 26 and 29, I believe. I'll just check that because I wasn't entirely sure. It looks like it's 26 and 29, yeah. And the Bucks are 35 and 21 and feeling good, feeling great, and are probably my favorite game out of the East still. With all that said, finally, let's do the NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Night. <laughs> That's a knife. That's a knife. Oh, how about a couple of uh, young guards again lighting it up? Same as yesterday with Donnie Mitchell and Devin Booker. How about today we have Trey Young and Devin Booker? 34 and 11 for Trey Young. He was awesome. He shot 13 and 20 from the floor. Six of nine. Nice. From three. Meanwhile, Booker goes for 35 again and shoots 11 to 23. Three of eight from three. 10 of 11 at the stripe. He was a plus 13 in a crazy game with the Sixers. But, I mean, holy shit. Like, my preview for that Suns-Sixers game yesterday was like, uh, why do we keep getting, like, good games where one of the teams is on a back-to-back? Fuck you. Uh, Hire me as the VP of Common Sense NBA, and I'll sort that out for you with your super big brain computer where you're busting out this schedule. And Book is like, I don't really give a fuck. (laughs) I'm 25 years old, motherfucker. I'll go hammer and tongs and drops back-to-back. 30-plus games. He had 38 yesterday. Drops 35 today. Unfucking real Like, what a game. And Trey Young, all he does at the moment is score 30-plus and have over, you know, 10, 11 assists. That was great. But the stones of Booker to hit that sealer and one was massive. Hitting free throws down the stretch as well. I mentioned his clutch numbers earlier. I just love it. Like, another big day where you get two insanely awesome young guards lighting it up. And then in the last game of the night... <laughs> Giannis. Ah, oh, Giannis. Unbelievable. What a game. What a game from Giannis. Just went, well, yeah, that's pretty cool that you got Anthony Davis and LeBron, but I've got a me, Giannis. 44, 14, and 8 with a steal and two blocks. Shot 17 of 20. 17 of 20. Two and two from downtown. Off he went. Zero turnovers is probably my favorite part of it, though. Zero against the Lakers. He joins Wilt and Kareem as the only players in NBA history with a 40-10-5 game on 85% shooting. That is just fucking spectacular, as I said earlier. So Trey Young, Devin Booker, Giannis Antetokounmpo are the NBA Australia-approved performers of the night. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 of the night. Spud of the night. I mean, I already mentioned Rusty with his 10 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers on 311 shooting. But Marquise Chris played 15 minutes, enjoyed his little cameo. 15 minutes, 0 of 6 from the floor <laughs> for Dallas. It's like, you're 7 foot, Marquise. How do you miss 6 shots? Oh, well, I took 1-3. Well, how did you miss 5 shots? 2 turnovers, 3 steals, 3 rebounds. I mentioned, though, the 3-point uh, shooters for the Sixers today. Cork, Maz, Green, both 1 of 4. Um, and, of course, Seth Curry, 1 of 9. 1 of 6 from downtown, 5 fouls, 2 assists. He was brutal. Kemba Walker for the Knickerbockers of New York City. One of six. Oish. 0 of three from downtown. Uh, two of 12, as I mentioned, for Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. Um, weird sort of like stretch where Ant-Man is uh, just sort of gone off the boil here and there after having a really, really good season. I don't know if like the uh, all-star snub is getting to him. But yeah, two of 12 was a really rough one. Uh, five points, three rebounds, three or shush, two turnovers. But... Mook Morris, one of six, and also a giant fuckhead, and uh, comes in as old mate, no mates as well. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Marcus fucking Morris. Oh, Marcus Morris Sr. Well, he's a senior fuckwit, that's for sure. For that play on Jar, if you needed any more fucking shitheaded evidence of the Morai twins, the fucking Morrises... The Marai. Markeith Morris acts the fuckwit. He fucks around. He finds out against Joker. He's out for the rest of the season, basically, with his neck snapped. 
Coz uh, is a fuckhead. And then today, Mook Morris, after that play, basically just clotheslines Ja Morant midair as he's going up for a layup. Lands flat on his fucking back. I think at that point, you just go, all right, Stephen Adams, you can tear off one of his arms, and I think we're okay with that. Just go full-blown Wookiee on this motherfucker. Just chew Barker this shit up. Black Chris Anston, just fucking go nuts, mate. Stephen Adams, have at it. And I was a bit worried that Stephen Adams didn't run over and just go, right, oh, bro, I didn't like what you just did to my best friend, Ja. I'm now going to have to flatten you, bro. Uh, maybe give you a big bear hug and like squeeze uh, basically all the breath in your chest out. Uh, and the fact that he didn't was a bit worrisome. But look, everybody knows that the Morris twins are fuckwits. And now we have just like ample, ample, ample proof it should be fucking open season on them. They can go blow it out their ass and fuck Shaq. It's like, oh, oh it's a fair play. It's like, no, it's not. He fucking clotheslined him. It was a petulant, bullshit, petty fucking play by a fuckhead. So... Blow it out your ass, Mook Morris. Pantsing of the night. Oh, Kemba Walker. Bones Island. You got boned. Yeah, Kemba got absolutely put on skates. Bones Island nailed, like basically sends him you know, into the ether by skating off into the distance on his ass. Bones nails a three. Then points at him. Oh, no, he didn't. You got boned. And uh, Naz Reed, what a dunk on the Ukrainian stepladder. Alex Len. Pow, 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 pow. Naz Reed just fucking launched himself onto him. And uh, look, Alex Len actually contesting it. You're like, Alex, mate, what's Ukrainian for don't do that? Mate, bro. <laughs> Niet? Jesus, mate. <laughs> but the Ukrainian stepladder, look, he just can't help himself, and you hate to say it. So Naz Reed. Panting, Alex Len and Bones motherfucking Highland just tearing out Kemba Walker's heart. Basically, that's where Kemba Walker's like, oh, shit. Like, he just could have had one of those record scratch. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I guess you're wondering how I got here. Well, this is the moment I decided to retire. And, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't feel too bad about it. Who was better than Lonzo Ball, however? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. 18, 7, and 4 for three blocks of Brandon Clark. Shot 9 and 12 from the floor. He was awesome for the Grizz. Like, just that dude that they needed, and they just kicked the shit out of the Clippers. What a game. Good on him. And uh, Bones Island already mentioned the uh, ripping the heart out of Kemba Walker, but he also had 22 points, shot 6 of 12 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, 6 of 7 at the line, and 6 rebounds and 3 assists. So there you go. Brandon Clark and Bones, motherfucking Highland. Both better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some trade talking. Yeah, Nas, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne's party time, still summer, go to thedailyliquor.com. Check out all the beers, wines, cocktails. They'll bring it to you, Rona-free. don't have to go to the bottle, though. It's awesome. So this is the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon. So get around thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code STRAYER, and you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. Yes! One of the most drinkable beers you'll ever come across. Right, some yeah nahs. Number one, did Portland make out like bandits in the CJ McCollum trade? Yeah, nah. Nah, not quite like bandits, but I do like the haul. Uh, to the degree where like the pick's okay, the fact that it rolls over, cool. Uh, but getting Hart is kind of neat. Getting Nicky Alexander-Walker is pretty bloody neat because... If you can just sort of roll him out there and just go, have at it, Nicky Alexander-Walker. That's pretty good. Like, Diddy Lazada, it's just kind of like a nice enough haul where it does feel like in the past you might have gotten maybe one or two young assets, maybe more with uh, CJ 
more at his pomp rather than now where it's kind of like, well, we're having a fire sale. So I do feel like at any point in the last 18 months when they could have pulled the trigger on a CJ trade, having very clearly fucking realized that a Damon CJ backcourt had its limits, specifically, you know, defensively and uh, with, you know, slight redundancies there. They probably could have gotten more, but they did get a pretty good haul for being backed into a corner. So I like it. And that sort of leaves me to say, like, do you love this trade for both teams, Jimmy? New Orleans and Portland. Yeah, nah, yeah. Like, it's exactly what New Orleans needed. But to also get Larry Nance Jr., that leads me to, do you love this for New Orleans? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. <laughs> I, look, it sucks that they lose Josh Hart instead of Devontae Graham, but, I mean, you get that on the big jobs. New Orleans' defense is going to suffer for not having Hart out there. And to be honest, like Nicky Alexander-Walker does a little bit of something-something for you. CJ McCollum, not a defensive stopper by any means, but does give them like an awesome backcourt scoring threat uh, to pair with Spindles Ingram. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Like, it's just, they're now a fucking solid team. And I kind of love it. Like, this is unreal. Like, they're now, I think I had this in the Facey post or whatever, like, they are now like a legit dangerous Smokey. And I'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, Smokey for the playing tournament, but maybe beyond. Uh, but I do love, you know that you've got like a shit ton of assets still coming, uh, still in the bank, whatever. What annoys me the most about this, though, is that New Orleans essentially have traded Giroux Holiday for CJ McCollum, essentially. They're just kind of like swapping out deck chairs on the fucking Titanic at that point, right? It's like Drew Holiday, by any sort of measurement, is probably a better fucking player than CJ McCollum. And I'd rather have Drew Holiday. But you fucking panicked. Shit yourself. Went, oh, well, we need to trade him now. It's like Drew's like a year older, I think, than CJ. I think uh, Drew Holiday's 31. CJ McCollum's 30. But they shit the bed. They fucking freaked out and got rid of Drew Holiday, and they somehow end up with CJ McCollum. It's like, I would have just rather have fucking kept Drew Holiday, personally. But, I mean, you do have a little bit of a war chest. You only lose one pick out of this. You end up with Larry Nance Jr., so I can't rag on New Orleans. T- well, you can rag on New Orleans at all points because it's been a fucking uh, slipshod operation at the best of times, I think, uh, for the last bunch of years. But getting CJ, getting Larry Nance... I just kind of love it. Yeah. Uh, are the Kings the fucking worst? Yeah, nah, yes, they are. Could you just imagine? Look, for anyone who's a Kings fan, you have my heart felt like sorrow and like sympathies. Holy shit. How do you do, just deal with this? Like day in, day out as a Kings fan. How do they have any fans left? Why didn't they just move this team to Seattle? <laughs> Oh, it's okay. We've got Vivek, Vivek Renadive. He's taken over. Radical. How's that worked out? Fucking horrible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, to basically, like, Tyrese Halliburton said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to help change the culture and history of this franchise. And the King's like, all right, slow your roll there, fuckwit, and traded him. <laughs> this is the most moribund fucking franchise in the NBA. And they basically shipped out the one dude that could have changed the culture of the fucking team when they probably had options to move Davion Mitchell or De'Aaron Fox instead, and they traded Tyrus Halliburton. Unbelievable. Flip side, did Indy absolutely fleece Sacramento in this? Yeah, nah. Nah, not absolutely fleece. I think it's a bit too much, right? I think they won the trade easy because Sacramento are dumb as dog shit, no matter what, right? 21 is Tyrese Halliburton, 21. He's gone in because of his draft spot. You're only paying him 10 million bucks basically over the last couple of years of his contract. So immense value for how good he's been. So to trade him at probably some of his best value on court where it's like, oh shit, everybody wants Tyrese Halliburton. But at the same time, he's also probably the best value for just to keep the fucking guy. You do get the Suvlaki King in return, however. And he's fucking good. Sabonis is fucking good. 
He's 25. He's already on a big contract, though. So it's one of those things where, yeah, you got to give up something to get something, but I know. Like, why did it have to be Halliburton? <laughs> so, look, it's not bad, and that why, that's why you can't really say that Indy fleece Sacramento because, like, the Suvlaki King is fucking good. Demanda Sabonis is awesome. To give up Heald and Halliburton, though, it just felt like it made zero sense because it's giving up so much of their flexibility on the king side, right? Like Halliburton is the one you have to fucking keep no matter what. Out of all of the deals you're going to make, Halliburton is the most well-rounded of your guards. You need to move Davion Mitchell. You need to move Darren Fox. You need to keep Halliburton. If you add Sabonis to Halliburton, we're laughing. But to lose Halliburton, it's just Sacramento are fucking idiots. Like, simple as that. But they did get Sabonis in the end, so it's not a complete fucking fleecing, like where they got shit, you know? But the lack of flexibility now for them going forward is just fucking shithouse. It's like, oh, well, we've got Darren Fox and Sabonis. All right, great. But hopefully there's more uh, trades coming, but Jesus. Uh, Dan Drusher, do the Kings front office know who Halliburton and Fox are? I feel like they traded Tyrese thinking they were trading Fox. Yeah, nah, it feels like it, right? It's like, wait. Oh, shit, did we trade Halliburton? He's the good one. I've made a horrible mistake. Can we call it back? Yeah. And the last little bit here, I mean, it's a haul for Indy, no matter what, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it is. Like, getting Halliburton means you can sort of do what you want with uh, Brogdon, Turner, the rest of your assets, and you've still got, like, at least a building block there at point guard. So uh, the other extra little one I want to think about, what well, did the Knicks, so watching them today, did they miss a trick in not nabbing CJ for pretty much whatever it would have cost? Yeah, nah, kind of. But it also would have been a really Knicks thing is, like, go and get a 30-year-old shooting guard who does get the odd injury here and there. It's, like, very Knicksy. But, I mean, this is your year. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck else are you going to do? Eesh. So I feel like they did miss a trick. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I know that CJ McCollum's good. I know that adding scoring next to Spindles is handy. I mean, Hart might not be as good a scorer as CJ, but he does everything else better. It stinks to lose Josh Hart in that one. Like, you had to lose him. It was like the big sort of uh, piece to give up, but I much would have rather just go, no, take Devontae instead, please. Like, if I'm every other team basically not named New Orleans, I'd prefer Hart more than CJ, but CJ does kind of at least lay the smack down to Zion and go, look, no, we're committed to this team. We've got Spindles, we've got CJ, we've got Jonas. Once you come back, Zion, we're going to be awesome. It's like, all right, who's playing defense in that backcourt, though? Jesus. Uh, and finally... Outback Takehouse for today. It's Wednesday at Outback. You know that, know what that means? Yeah. The squid and I are out in the backyard this morning with the cricket bats. And as soon as we heard the old... Oh, 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 bang! And that's up on the specials board right now. Kookaburra wings. Only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is... With this CJ McCollum trade... The Pelicans will win through the playing games and make the playoffs and win a playoff series only at Outback. Oh, meh, 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 meh. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they get the defense. Uh, another one. D-Wade said that AD is more talented than Giannis. Giannis is already historically way fucking better than Anthony Davis. Only at... Uh, that's not even a flame-grilled take. D-Wade's just an idiot. Get the fuck... What is AD literally better at than Giannis apart from maybe shooting? And even at the moment, AD fucking sucks at shooting. <laughs> like, Giannis has got his fucking measure, I reckon, across the board. Unbelievable. D-Wade. This is why the Tuesday night fucking version of TNT is horrible. Because D-Wade does have some measured sort of vibes. But when he says shit like that, it's like, all right. Good job, D-Wade. Good job. That's a flame grill take. AD better than Giannis? How many fucking MVPs has AD won? Oh, that's right. Zero. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right. Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. 
All right. What to? NBA All-Star Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, Redico, Van Alexis and Hardy and Evan Gumman. Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses to teach you what they've learned as they're on Knowable, which is a rad app where the world's top experts teach new skills in bite-sized audio courses. They're short like a podcast. It's 100% ad-free. It's like Spotify for learning shit. I love it. The squid hates it still. I'm like, I, I try to explain to him. I'm like, yo, we're going to learn some stuff. It's going to make you and me smarter. He's like, dad, this isn't Thomas and Friends. Shut up. Put on Thomas and Friends. I'm like, all right. I don't want to argue with a three-year-old, but he's already bigger than me. Uh, the bloke from NASA talks to you about a crew, you know stuff that he's learned in space. Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. And Alexis Sohanian teaches you how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So you're keen on learning some new stuff today. Download the Noble app, bang in the code STRAYER, and you'll get 20% off. How good is that? I'll answer it for you. Bloody good. Right. Australian player watch. Paddy Thrills in that horrible loss to Boston today. 22 minutes. He had five points. Yeah, no one did anything for uh, Brooklyn today. So two of eight from the floor for Paddy. One of three from downtown. Two rebounds, three assists, and one turnover. It's not his fault. It's not your fault. But uh, that Brooklyn team stinks. Uh, Aussie Matty T in the loss to Phoenix. He played awesome. He was a weapon. Two of two from the floor. Two of two from three. Two of two at the line. Chew for chew and chew and chew and chew. He also had two blocks, chew blocks. One rebound, one assist, one steal. What a weapon. Aussie Matty T, shredding. And who's Josh Green? Got out there in that win over Detroit. He played 21 minutes. I'm enjoying uh, Dallas realizing that without Tim Hardaway Jr., we'll have to play more Reggie Bullock. We'll have to play more Josh Green. Let's go. He had two points, but he was a plus 20 was Josh Green. He went one or two from the floor. The shot that he hit for his two points was a beautiful little Euro step. That was just, oh, kissing fingers emoji. He also had three rebounds and three steals. Little ripper. Love to see that. Right. Well, let's do a really quick great moment in NBA Australia stat history, shall we? Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. Well, in honor of Patty Thrills, Patty Mills being added to the uh, three-point shootout comp, just want to do a... You know, remind everybody that it was only November. Patty Thrills, like, absolutely went fucking ham and uh, went 9 of 12 from 3. <laughs> so, uh, just saying, keep an eye out for Patty in this three-point cop because he's got the quick release, he's got the vibe, he's got the confidence, and when it's pure, oh, God, is it fucking pure, right? So... One of the coolest things is, I mean, with that 9 of 12, he tied the highest made threes in a game by an Australian ever. And that's kind of neat. And then you remember, oh, yeah. If we're now going to do it now, we've got Carl Anthony Towns in the three-point shootout. Why can't we get the co-holder of that in there as well? Aaron Bangers Baines with his 37. Do you remember that against Portland? Back in March 6 in 2020 when Bangers had 37 and 16. And then Adam Silver came out and shut down the league. Because he's just like, nah, Bangers is going to be too dominating. 37 points in 36 minutes, Aaron Bangers Baines. But anyway, Paddy Thrills. How do you like his chances? So two of his games with eight made threes. He's had one with the Nets, one with the Spurs. And most of his uh, seven point, uh, seven three-pointers made games as, have come as a net. Uh, he's done that three out of five times as a net. He's only played with the Nets one season. He's had a nine three-point game. Uh, one eight made three-point game and... Three, seven made three-point games. Unreal. He's uh, made six triples 15 times as well. Four as a net already. Like, that is incredible. All Paddy does as a net is fucking nail threes, kick some ass and take some names. So, as a great moment in NBA Australia stat history, how about literally just Paddy Mills finally being the first Aussie non-fuckhead division who actually thinks he's Australian and knows that he's Australian because he is Australian, has a crack in a three-point comp. If we could get him wearing Jingles' jersey, I'd be all for it. But either way, love you, Patty. Stoked on this. Can't fucking wait for the three-point shootout now. What do you reckon? I know I'm excited. Right. What about a bit of the old Patty Mills Game Day Ball Game Day Twitter check-in? Well, I'm just going to go back to the Jingles well because Jingles is on the Patty train. Ah, oh, Patty Mills. That's how the squid says it. Patty Mills. It's like, who's your favorite... 
Who's your favourite uh, basketball player? Is it Patty Mills? It's like, yep, nailed it, buddy. Nailed it. Uh, but Jingles has just said, Patty Mills for the win, and uh, retweeted the uh, the vibe of the three-point comp guys. So stoked on that. Jingles is behind him. And let's go, Patty. That's inspiring as shit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How did looking after the squid go today? Oh, yeah, not bad. Luckily, uh, my lovely, wonderful mother-in-law stepped in and uh, looked after him for a bit, the Savo. So getting this done a little bit earlier than we would have. Awesomely, though, in the day of smashings in Wednesday, bloody Wednesday, we went 8 of 10 on the picks. 8 of 10 in a day of smashings. And one of them is one that I actually won money on uh, because (laughs) I didn't realize that uh, I put money on Memphis and I actually picked the Clippers yesterday, so... Yeah, really, I kind of went 9 of 10, but whatever. I did pick the 6s. That was the only one I missed early. And then, uh, yeah, nailed everything else. So happy fucking days for Jimmy. Love to see that. 8 of 10, that leaves us at 467 of 808 for the season. Not bloody bad, man. Not bloody bad. All right. Thursday, we have six games. We've got San Antonio at Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, Spurs... Uh, on the road, nah, give me the Cavs, minus six and a half in a heartbeat. Much better team. San Antonio sort of do give teams some fits here and there, but the Cavs just have the size, and they're going to smash San Antonio. So, so the, the Cavs, uh, Chicago, they go to Charlotte. One and a half point favorites are the Bulls. I think this is a game where Vooch feasts and Chicago handles Charlotte on the road. Charlotte do have a big losing streak going, though. And they're going to need to turn it around pretty fucking quick. But I think the Bulls can win this one. And they'll uh, definitely want to because Top of the East is going to get mighty tasty very soon. So give me the Bulls minus one and a half against Charlotte. The Thunder host Toronto. I'm going to take Giddy and the Thunder plus nine and a half here because Toronto will win this. But OKC, they always play tough. And nine and a half points. It's just a few too many. I'll take the Thunder. Golden State go to Utah. Somehow they're three and a half point underdogs. I think it might be because Clay might be already uh, resting out of this game. Uh, I'm still taking the Warriors, like because they're better. And it, as I look at it right now, it's already two and a half. So I'm still going the Warriors plus two and a half uh, because they're better than Utah at the moment. The Lakers, the Lakers uh, on a back-to-back. They're going up to Portland. They're seven and a half point favorites against this weird Portland team that'll have a uh, bit of a mishmash of dudes. I'm going to take the Lakers to bounce back from that loss today and put an absolute beat down on this young, inexperienced Portland team. Give me the Lakers minus 7.5. Minnesota, they go to Sacramento. Minnesota are 9.5 point favorites. That just seems like too much. I'm going to take the Kings plus 9.5. Even with like their weird gutted roster, Minnesota on a back-to-back. Sacramento obviously on a back-to-back as well, but the Kings, I think, will just put up a little bit of a fight. Which sounds like a misnomer, because they've never done it all season, but I think we might see a little something, something in that one. They'll still lose, but Minnesota will try their hardest to lose that one for us. So, Sacramento plus nine and a half. And there you go. That's it for today. All six games will be covered tomorrow. We'll have all the latest trade goss in gear. No doubt there'll be a shit ton of it. So, we'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IGs, all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia. Absolute cracker this week. Big Super Bowl preview with myself and Gaz. And uh, we have gone absolutely hammering tongs on the Super Bowl preview. So go get around it. NFL Australia, subscribe on your uh, podcast app. Also, don't forget to rate and review this one on your podcast app. Listening to it right now, come on, rate and review it. I don't ask for much. Come on, do it. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Go search that on YouTube and give it a watch. Always crushes it, does Adam. Uh, Give it a look. Really, really fun times. Uh, Manscaped.com, use the code STRAYA, get 20% off there and free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com, use the code STRAYA, get a free six-pack. Knowable, smash that in your app store, boom, 20% off with the code STRAYA. Uh, Also, if you're into the NFL, come down to the Catfish, or at least go to thecatfish.com.au, buy your $5 reserve ticket uh, to come and hang out with us for Super Bowl on Monday, 10.30 a.m., going to be awesome. So if you're into that, come along, hang out with me and Gaz, and a whole bunch of other lunatics watching the NFL. Should be awesome. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show as well. 
Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, however you get your tunes, follow your bands, whatever. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. And let's close out today's show with a really, really quick uh, Greenies Green Thumb. Uh, green tips for green of living with Josh Green. <laughs> because why the fuck not? All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. G'day, Josh Green here with the latest Greenies Green Thumb, green tips for greener living with Josh Green just out here in the lovely green environment, having a bit of fun. And look, it's just a great time of year, isn't it? Late summer, you're picking up all the stuff you planted in your spring, you're smashing all your lettuce and your tomatoes, all the really nice stuff, all really tasty. And all we've got is a really quick tip for you this week to help your garden grow and get your stuff sorted. If you like eating eggs, maybe you got chooks, you don't have to worry about this, but if you buy eggs from the supermarket or your green grocer, have you ever tried using your egg cartons for seed cups? They make great little holders for your little seeds. And I fucking... Oh, I fucking love seed cups! Yes, look at these little fucking things! They're fucking sick! Little seeds coming up, sprouting... Yes, mate! Seed cups! But really, like, now's the time to start thinking about your autumn harvesting and planting and into winter and what you want to plant. And so get your fucking seed cups going! Fuck yeah! And prepare your soil! I mean, what you should be doing as well is preparing your soil at the end of summer into autumn if you want to plant some more stuff. I mean, I mean, it's really, really easy to prepare your soil. Give it a toss and maybe spray it down with some sea salt. I fucking love sea salt! Yes! Spoon it down, there you go. Go fucking hard to make it less hard. <gasps> yeah, it's really just like preparing your soil is really easy and, and it'd be great for your seed cups too. So so there you go. Just a really wonderful time in the garden right now. So go out there, get your hands dirty and get right into it. So uh, that's all we've got time for this week. This has been Greenies Green Thumb Green Tips for Greener Living with Josh Green. I've been Josh Green. Green on! <laughs>